Most stories of success usually focus on a person's highlight reel. In this podcast, those people will share what goes on beyond the curtain. You'll hear about their wins and losses and how those experiences created their grit and determination. There's no such thing as luck. Welcome to Beyond Grit with Robert Young. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Beyond Grit with me, Robert Young. Today is uh, kind of a special day for us fathers, so today is Father's Day. Um, With that, I had the opportunity to sit down with my dad recently and interview him for the podcast. Uh, It was really cool to sit down and reminisce about the old times, plus it was really cool to hear where he came from. And I thought that this was going to be a perfect opportunity to get his story recorded so that generations to come will be able to go back and listen to this podcast and see where their grandfather came from and great grandfather and so on and so forth. We sat down. My dad has been an entrepreneur since he was 18. Grew up in Michigan for most of his life uh, until moving to Florida. And he moved to Florida, I guess, pretty young, uh, about the same age I was when I moved to North Carolina. He started a window cleaning business, uh, 18 years old. He was married right out of high school, had uh, my sister when he was 19 and had me very soon after at, at 20. So you've got two kids growing up. They bought a house. He's working, started his own business. And a lot of times we sit back as people that are trying to build a business. And I, I believe sometimes we have too much information. Back then, he knew to go and knock on doors and build up his business that way. It wasn't sitting around thinking about how he's going to do it. He just got out there and did it. And I mean, he did it for 50 years. To tell you the truth, I don't think I would have been able to do that for 50 years. Um, I would have been off to about 20 other things. But I mean, that's just grit and determination and never really thinking about giving up or never really thinking, I'm not going to do this anymore. Was it always easy? No. You know, he, he had to pivot, he had to change. Um, but it, it sounds like that service business that he had remained pretty steady even through downturns in the economy. So it was, it was really good. I, I remember some of the days I'd have to go out and work with him. And I always worked um, after school and then on the summers and and things of that nature. When your dad owns his own business, that's what you are going to do. But in the winter times, God, I can't believe the stuff that these guys used to do. And it was him. And I think before he left, he had probably four crews uh, of guys working and they would go out and I remember on the weekends we'd meet up and at that time they had open bed trucks and they'd be full of snow and you have to go in there and clean all the snow out then you had your water and then you had to put a solution in there to keep the water from freezing when you put it on the windows and these guys would work from eight in the morning till it got dark and which was probably four thirty. Uh, in the wintertime over in Michigan. But to do that day in, day out and wake up, and he used to handwrite all the lists of the jobs um, for the guys to go and do that morning. And they they just went and did it. Was it easy? No. I don't, I don't think it ever was. But what he enjoyed was going out there and meeting people and talking to people and getting to know his his customers. Which was, which was cool. And we, we talked about other stories about when I moved to Florida with him and ended up leaving and going back to Michigan. And he talked about my mom and it was just, it was really good stories. And I was, I'm, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to sit down and um, talk to him. So sit back, get a cup of coffee it's your day. Today is Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to all you uh, dads out there. And um, enjoy the show. Dad, 
Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here. Nice to talk to you. Yeah. So, so what are you doing nowadays? Well, I'm working part-time at the Ace Hardware Store in the area, putting in about 15 to 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, once in a while, I help out uh, a friend who took over my business, and uh, I work with him every now and then. But uh, that's, that's about it, taking care of the house here. And what what business was that for everybody out there to know? That was the uh, tropical window cleaning in Florida. Yep. Yeah. You did that for years. How many years did you have that business out there? Well, since 91. So that was about 20 years, I guess. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. 30. 30 years. 30. Yeah. 30 On years. top of all the the years back in Michigan. So, 22 years in Michigan. Yeah. So you were born, you were born on uh, April 19th, 1952. Um, where were you born? In Augusta, Georgia. You remember at, that? Well, I don't remember being there, but yeah. at the time my father was uh, stationed in the army there in uh, Augusta. And uh, that's where I was born. Did you, where'd you go from, from there? From there, I believe I went back to Alabama for a while to stay at my grandparents with my mother. After that, we moved to Detroit. What, uh, what brought your, your dad to Detroit? Well, back at that time, that's where the jobs were. And uh, a lot of people from the South were moving north to get employment. And uh, that brought my dad and all his brothers and his father to Detroit. Okay. It seems like a lot of people, that was the big place to go. Oh, yeah. That's where the jobs were at the time. (laughs) How old were you at that time? I believe I was about 18 months old, if I remember correctly, from what I've heard. You were young. So you're yeah. you're pretty much a lifelong Michigander. Yes. Yeah. And uh where'd you guys uh move to? Was it East Detroit the whole time or did you move Well, around? in the early days we were we lived in Detroit for uh oh probably about uh a year, maybe two years. And then uh my parents bought a uh a new construction home in East Detroit. Uh, that was about 54 or 55. And uh, we kind of lived, bounced around in the suburbs after that. But, uh, okay. Where'd you go to high school? I went to East Detroit High School. Did you like was, high school? Uh, I did. High yeah. school was good. But, you know, I was... Uh, more interested in money and girls than I was high school. <laughs> Is that and what uh, what grade were you in when you met mom? Uh, I was in tenth grade. We were just going into the tenth grade. Okay. Was, you guys have been together ever since. Ever since. <laughs> it's rare. It's rare nowadays. That's good. Yeah. That's, it's a big accomplishment. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. Yeah, you should be. Um, so in tenth grade, um, what um, what got you into the the window cleaning business? Well, let's let's back up a little bit. So, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have three brothers and uh, one sister. Okay, and. Um, were you guys pretty close family growing up? Yeah, pretty much. You know, we uh, always ate together, and uh, we go to church together. We were pretty pretty close, but we also had our friends too. You know, and then when you're that age, your friends are really the most important. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? 
So in high school, when did you start? So, so my dad um, has been in the window cleaning business pretty much his whole life. And that's the businesses that he started and ran and was very successful at it. Um, when did you start doing that? And how did you get involved in that? Well, I started in 1968, a uh, summer job with my uncle. He, uh, he went into window clean business back in the late 50s when the recession hit Detroit and a lot of people were out of work from the auto companies. So he got started in that with a friend, I believe. And, uh, and then 1968, I started working for him in the summer. And uh, that's how I get involved in it. And then where did it go from there? Well, in 1969, I decided that uh, I would start my own business. And that was in the fall. So uh, basically, uh, I started knocking on doors. And just kind of built it that way. Yeah. You know, you knock on a few doors. You get some clients, you do them a good job, they tell their friends, and before you know it, you're busy. <laughs> so did you start out just, was it just you doing it? Well, actually, it was myself and my dad. Uh, at the time, he was uh, driving a truck, and uh, he was looking for something else. So we decided to do this together. So it was just me for uh, about two years. And then he quit his truck driving job and we came in together. How long did he do that with you? Uh, he did that for about uh, seven years, I believe it was. In uh, 1977, he decided to go to Florida. Uh, the winners were taking the toll on him, and uh, so that's where he ended up. Yeah, I can understand that. It's a bit chilly in Michigan. Yes, especially <laughs> when you're putting your hands down into that cold water on a chilly January morning. Oh, man, I don't know how you did it for so many years. So from there, when did you feel like um, the business started taking off? Well, it, it took a few years, but I would say after five years, we're doing quite well. We had several trucks on the road and uh, some employees working for us. Uh, I think the first five years were the, were the hardest where, you know, you had to get out there and scratch for it. Uh, then after you develop a reputation, it becomes easier. People start coming to you. Yeah. What was the, uh, what was the hardest thing of owning your own business like that? Well, just having the, uh, the drive to get out there and knock on doors, knocking on doors, doing cold calls is not an easy job. And I thought that was probably the hardest getting started. Mm -hmm. Did, um, so how many years, so you did it um, up until 91 when you moved. Um, right. Throughout those, that time period, how uh, there had to be ups and downs and hard times. Do you remember some? Yeah, I remember some. Um, and mostly, you know, it uh, had to do a lot with employees and managing employees and that was probably it wasn't uh, so much getting the customers it was finding the right people mm -hmm. to do the work for you and I, I think that was my biggest ups and downs i mean we went through a few recessions but in the window clean business it never affected us extremely you know we would lose a few commercial jobs but for the most part we stayed busy all the way through wow that's pretty that's amazing because it seems like that's that would be one of the things that people cut out first 
right? You would think that. But I think in a lot of cases, the people we were working for were mainly upper income people with disposable income. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they, they would give up that trip to Europe or to buy the big boat next year, but they weren't going to give up their window cleaning. They could still afford to pay for their window cleaning. I think that was, you know, the way that you had it set up to where you had so many monthly customers. um, I think that was so smart. So smart. Um, I don't know how often people do that nowadays. No, I don't think they're doing it so much. Uh, For one thing, homes have gotten very large since back in the 60s and 70s. And, uh, you know, people don't use their whole house anymore. So they don't tend to want to get all the windows cleaned as often. But uh, there's still quite a few people out there that will opt for the the monthly service in order to to get a, a good discount. Yeah. So how did you do all this and, you know, in raising kids? I mean, you were a young dad. How old were you when um, Tina was born? I was 19 years old. 19. Yeah. And then I came, what, like a year and a half after that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was, you came in 72, so I was 20 years old when you were born. Yeah. How did you and mom manage that? You know, we were just determined, I I guess, looking back, you know. I don't realize how I managed it myself sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you look, but, at, uh, you look at 19 and 20-year-olds nowadays. Oh, I know, yeah. I can't even imagine them. And they can't either, you know, when I... I tell a, a young person, you know, when I was your age, I had two kids, you know, <laughs> and they look at me like I have three heads. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you do that? But, you know, you just worked through it. Yeah. You, you know, I never, I never considered failure. I, never, I just never considered it. And just, you just worked through it. That's such, you know, that's such a, uh, a, a, very powerful mindset of, you know, a successful person, whether it be, you know, an entrepreneur or somebody successful in business. When you talk to them, they, they will say that, like, they just did it. There wasn't a, well, plan B. It was, no, this is what I'm going to do. Hell or high water. Yeah. Yeah. I never had a plan B, you know, um, when I first started in business, I could have gone to Ford's uh, because my wife's mother and father had worked there. Uh, my father talked me out of it, wanted me to be in my own business. And I agreed, and we just went forward. Yeah, was it a struggle working with your dad? It was. You know, he had his ideas, you know, and I was young and I thought I knew everything. So, you know, I didn't always agree with his ideas, but uh, it's what I owe it to him today, you know, for the person I turned out to be. Yeah. Even though I I couldn't see it, you know, but uh, now I do looking back. Yeah. You know, I think when you're in that and, um, and like you said, you don't see it. You don't see a lot of things at the moment. Um, it takes it takes a few years as you you grow and you mature and, and then you kind of look back and you go like, OK, you know, and like you said, you're not going to get along all the time. You're not going to agree all the time. But deep down inside, there are lessons learned, right? Of course. And eventually you recognize those and you try to pass them on and you respect it. Yes. Oh, you learn, you learn a lot, you know, uh, growing up and uh, a lot of things that you thought were 
you know, gospel back when you were 20. When you get older and more experienced, you can see that, you know, maybe you weren't so right. Maybe the other person was right. Yeah. But you, you're always learning. You got to always be learning. Yeah, I think people that get set in their ways and can't see, you know, they've got the blinders on. It it makes for a, a very simple life. Um, right. And I agree. You've always got to keep learning and progressing and moving forward and learning from people that are wiser than you and smarter than you. And that just makes you better. Yes. So yes did, you're right. So did you compete with your, your uncle when you guys were working in Michigan? Well, I kind of tried to stay out of his way, you yeah. know, and, uh, uh, respect his business. But at the same time, the areas I knew to go get work and all, he was probably working in those areas also. So it was a little bit of competition, but yeah. not. One thing about cleaning windows there are a lot more dirty windows out there than there are window cleaners. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's the truth. You know, just work and you'll find your, you'll find your stuff. Um, so when did you, what made you decide um, to, to sell your business? And you, so you, you kind of built it up. And, um, well, I remember a story I'll go back and, uh, I was working with you and I still remember this to this day. Um, we were working and it, it must've been warm out in the end of February and we were cleaning windows over off of Jefferson and it was at a restaurant and they had a, uh, one of those solariums where they had all the glass on the roof and you were up there cleaning windows and, I think you were in your t-shirt or something and um, the Detroit news stopped by and took your photo and you ended up on the, the front of the Detroit news for, uh, for a day. You're famous. Yes. I was on the front page with Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember that. Uh, I think that restaurant's still there. It was downtown Detroit. Actually it was, uh, it was the, uh, Shortcrest Motel yep. and the Flick Restaurant. Yep. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's a. It's amazing, and I do believe um, it's still there. It may yeah. have changed. It, you know, it was last time I was there was probably three years ago. I drove uh -huh. by three or four, but yeah. So you ended up selling your business. Um, who'd you sell it to? I sold the business to my brother. Uh, he's uh, about two years younger than I am. And uh, he's currently still running it. Um, business is over 50 years old now and uh, still going strong. Yeah. That is great. I mean, to have a service business and, and over 50 years old is amazing. Do you ever think you would do you wanted to do anything else oh all the time yeah <laughs> like all what the time. oh gee everything from owning my own gas station auto repair shop uh oh uh travel agent i thought about doing all kinds of things yeah yeah but i always went back to the window cleaning i uh suppose that's where i was supposed to be yeah. Was it because that's what you knew or it was be that's what I knew. I was making good money and I just felt that, you know, I should just stick with what I know. And looking back, I see all those other industries that I was looking at. They're all gone now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's uh Travel agents are few and far between. Uh, your independent service stations are gone. So, yeah, looking back, it worked. Yeah, and everybody still has windows. Yeah. So, ninety-one, um, you you sold the business and you moved to Florida. 
And, and this is a big part where I come in. Um, uh, this was a big life moment, I think for both of us. Um, uh-huh. so in 91, I remember it, you know, clear as day. I just graduated from high school and I was standing on the driveway of our house in Troy, uh, Michigan. And my dad came up to me and he said, Hey, what do you think about, um, moving to Florida and starting a business in Florida, window cleaning business, and we'll run it together. And I was like, well, this is my thought. I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, Florida's warmer than Michigan. So I said, okay, let's do it. So at that point, um, my dad put his business up for sale, sold it, sold his house, moved his family, um, which was my younger brother and younger sister, to Florida. Um, and we were going down there and we were actually, my grandparents were, had a window cleaning business in Florida. So we were going to go down there and, um, take over part of their business and then start a new one. So I remember I left in, um, July and moved down and I was working with my grandma at the time and I was doing it. And, um, and then my, my dad came down and my mom and they came down and, and, um, really, uh, I never, I never really liked cleaning windows, but I was like, well, this is kind of it. This is, this is what I'm going to do. And so I thought, you know, that that's what I was going to do. And it would get better. And, and then when we came down and then I started working with my dad and, um, we were doing the, the window cleaning and I was going around to these strip centers and knocking on doors and talking to people. And, um, just wasn't, just wasn't me. And, and I made it, I made a hard decision that was put up. It was a very, big impact on my relationship at that time with my dad. And I, I told him that I can't do this and I needed, I'm going to move back to Michigan. Now, mind you, he just sold his business in Michigan, moved his family to Florida, and we were supposed to do this together. And I left. And, um, that was, that was, one of the hardest decisions I ever made. And looking back, it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, but you know, we didn't, we didn't talk for years. Um, and then when I came back, I did, I moved back to Michigan and then I met, um, my wife. Now I met Nicole and, I always wanted to be a fireman and on I went and I became a fireman. We had kids and then slowly, but surely, um, yeah, my dad and I, we started talking and, and now, you know, we're, we're good, but that was, that was a trying moment. Um, how did you, how did you make it through that? I don't think we've ever really talked about that moment. Yeah, it it was kind of tough at first because my idea was getting you settled in your own business, and then I thought I would do move on, do something else. So yeah, it was a little disappointing, uh, but uh, you know, I never, I never really held any grudge or animosity against you for doing that, and. There again, when you look back, it was the best decision you could have made. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a good decision. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, there again, at the time, you don't see it. But then later on, you look back and you can see it. It all worked out the way it should have. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was a toughie. I can't believe I I can't believe I did it. 
you know, and it, it's funny because you go back, you know, the whole thing about, um, you know, when you started your business and you're like, there is no failure. Right. And that's when I moved back. I was like, there is no what ifs. This moving, this is what I'm doing. And it's so right. funny, you know, to have that mindset so young that I was like, I'm just going to figure it out. Like it, yeah. It'll it'll work out and, and I'm going to figure it out. And, uh, right. and it did. I mean, I, I met, you know, the best woman ever. Um, we had two great, we have two great kids and I was a fireman and paramedic for so many years until I kind of closed that chapter and we moved here. But um, so we'll go back to your, so now you're in Florida and you're kind of by yourself. And this is when, you know, another whole bucket of grit comes in to where you're, you're now building a business almost from the start. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was a lot of uh, scratching and scraping when we first moved down to Florida. But, uh, you know, it just came to me slowly. Uh, for, ye- for years, I was just kind of over the business. I was over the health. And I just worked by myself for probably eight or nine years until I just got so busy I couldn't handle it. And uh, and and then I had an employee who lasted, worked with me for quite a while. But then, you know, after I was here 22 years, and uh, I'm getting tired. Mm-hmm. I remember up and down that ladder now for almost 50 years, and I'm getting tired. How long did, uh, so you had, so you worked by yourself for nine years. Um, did you enjoy working by yourself or was it just plainly lonely? No, actually I really enjoyed working by myself. I think I needed that time just to be by myself, gather my thoughts, see where I wanted to go from there. And, uh, yeah, it worked out good. And you were still, I mean, you're very young. How old were you when you moved to Florida? Early 40s? 39. 39. 39. Yeah. So uh, it was good that that I was, you know, young enough to to still keep going, you know. And uh, uh, because now if I just started out when I was 39, I probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah. But I had built up some knowledge, some energy, and uh, just a go-getter attitude. (laughs) To go do it. Did you, uh, so did you like the business? What part of it did you like? Did you like cleaning windows? Do you like the people? Did you like the the building and running a business? What was your favorite part of it? Well, I guess my favorite part was cleaning the window. It was instant gratification. When you got done, it was like before and after. And after that, it's just people. I love to talk with people. Uh, customers we would talk, you know, and I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And you had, I mean, lifelong customers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had customers that stuck with me, you know, 30 years. I have customers that uh, I, I cleaned the first year I was in business in Florida and still have those. Well. They're still part of the business. Yeah, that's great. So tell me about, um, so we'll switch from business to where that's huge, but let's go to um, you and mom. And uh, so you guys met 
Um, and this is another grit determination. You've been together forever. And so you yeah. met in 10th grade. And uh, what, what was the one thing that attracted you to her? Well, there's so many things. I don't know if I could name one thing. Uh, the fact that that she was chasing me most of the time. I think I <laughs> loved that most. <laughs> where where'd she go to to high school? Uh, I went to East Detroit High, and uh, uh, Mom went to Fraser High, okay. which is about five miles apart. Okay. And I met her, though, through a girl that I happened to be chasing at the time. She was one of Mom's friends. And uh, I'll never forget, I was uh, I was sitting in this girl's driveway and uh, on my little red Honda, and uh, Mom pulled up. She was in the back seat of a car, and we just kind of looked at each other, and and then it just went from there. Ah, that's funny. It was instant. It was. It was pretty much. And the little red Honda was a, your motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was fifteen at the time. Had this little red Honda fifty, and boy, I thought I was something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there again, you know, you, a 15 year old, I'm not getting a motorcycle to go tooling around. Right. Yeah. So funny how times change. Yes, they have. <laughs> so you guys, you guys met and, um, when did you get married? Well, uh, we went together, dated, uh, from the time we were 15 to the time we were 18, we graduated high school in June, got married in July. Okay. And you've been following, married. What's that? Following year, we started babies. Yeah. <laughs> how many How many years you've been married? We've been married, uh, it will be uh, 51 years in July. Man, not great. And... You know, side story. So my uh, my father-in-law, turns out, actually played. He went to East Detroit High School, too, and he graduated, I think, two years before you. Um, he played in the band at my parents' wedding. And so a small, small world. It's funny. Yeah. So where'd you guys, did you... Um, Buy a house after you got yeah, married? Yeah, we, we bought a house first thing. We were getting married in July. We bought a house in May. And uh, do you remember how much your first house was? Never rented a day in my life. Okay. Uh, first house, we paid $16,500 for it. It was a two bedroom, probably about uh, 800 square feet, maybe. Uh huh. And uh, and we just went from there. Yeah. We'd, uh, we'd stay in the house for a couple of years. At the time, uh, homes were appreciating and build up some equity and move on to a bigger house. How many times did you move? You moved a lot. Yeah, I have to count them. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, one, two, three, four. Oh, about five times. Oh, it's not bad. I thought it was more. Yeah. Probably more in in the beginning. And then we were at Cliffside for quite a few years and then Square Lake. And then you were off to Florida. Right. And that was yeah. only twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been in uh, only two homes here in Florida. Currently, we've been in this house for 18 years. Wow. That's a That's a record. <laughs> You guys, uh, so any hard times when when you guys were um, as a as a marriage? Oh, I'm sure we had some ups and downs, but not many. Um, I know there was a person that uh, 
ask my younger son not long ago uh, about his parents, you know, and if they fight and argue or anything. He said, he says, no, they never fight and argue. Well, she told him he was lying. (laughs) (laughs) Most people do. But no, I learned a long time ago just to say yes, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. I think you guys have, it's a, there's a big mutual respect there too. And I, I think that's key. Um, my belief that's key to, to a, a happy marriage is when you truly respect your partner's time and feelings and value their opinion. Um, and I think that's big. And I, I think both of you have that and you want each other to be happy. You're exactly right. Exactly right. And, and that's big. Um, some people, they get, they get selfish and, you know, they think that they're, they're the boss and their happiness is more important than other people's. And, uh, that's where you start getting caught up. Right. And, And then you, the other person, you know, has that animosity against you. Right. So, but now you guys are doing, uh, well, you're together and, 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 uh, did, did mom push back at all about moving to Florida or was she all in? No, she was all in. Uh, As a matter of fact, it was her that, you know, really suggested it because I didn't know how she felt about it at the time. So I really didn't talk to her much about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, yeah, you know, going back to uh, when we first started and we first started when we first got married, uh, and that was when we first started the business too. So she was always right next to me in the business she was like my partner okay she has been all along and i think that's another reason that we're so close is because we understand where each where each other is coming from yeah and that's go ahead in a lot of situations where husbands and wives they work separate areas, and uh, they they kind of grow apart because they become closer to their job and the people they work with than their spouse because the spouse just doesn't understand. In our case, we both knew where each other was coming from. We understood. Mm. That's that's good, and that's important. Um because it's hard, you know, and, and success does not come easy. You know, success has, you know, like I said, you know, and that's the biggest thing that I, I wanted out of this podcast is for people to understand that, you know, successful people, it's time, you know, I mean, you were away from your family for a lot, weren't you? Yes, too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one regret that I do have, you know, I thought I had to be out there working six days a week, 10 hours a day and, you know, uh, put out this fire and put out that fire. But, you know, I, uh, I lost a lot of time with my family that, you know, going back, I would have stayed in a smaller house, worked a little less, uh, went on more camping trips, you know, things like that. That's that's probably my biggest regret. Mm-hmm. In life. Yeah, and that that is there's those are some of the opportunity costs you know that I speak of, right. and you know everybody points to you know I don't like the word luck, and everybody points to you know you were lucky, and you weren't lucky. You just worked damn hard. Exactly. And and you give up. I don't believe in luck. And what? I don't believe in luck either. No. It's, uh, you just got to work for what you have. Yeah. And when opportunities come along, you need to just handle them and, and take advantage of them. 
Um, and people that are in the positions that they're in, they're, they're in there for a reason. Nobody gets handed anything. And if, if anybody ever does get handed something and it's not deserving, people find out quite quickly. And that person is no longer in that position. Right. Right. So, um, but you know, I, people just need to, need to hear that. I mean, years of going out, I mean, in Michigan, you would go out and they had the pickup trucks and the pickup trucks didn't have covers on the backs of them until, you know, later on. And they would go out there and the back of the truck would be full of snow and you got to clean out all the snow to get your ladders out and putting ladders up and getting on people's roofs and it's cold, rainy, wet. And, you know, and you did it. You did it every day. And yeah, whew, I can't say that I would have, I probably wouldn't have. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And, and even with your employees, you know, they, they still went out there and, and did it. And, yeah. uh, that's a hard, that's a tough business. Yeah. And those, yeah, it, it was tough, especially back in those days. We had no, we had no internet, you know, it was everything you got was you went out and got it. Yeah. Shoot, even the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Waking up in the morning to look outside. Were they right about the weather? Yep. It snowed. Yeah. yeah. Those were those were long. Those were long winters, I tell you. I can't believe okay. you, you did it as long as you did. I can't believe it either. <laughs> I mean, you used to put, what was the stuff that you put in the water to keep it from freezing? Nothing all. <sighs> Methanol. And we'd dip our hands down in that stuff and work in it all day. And you know, it's it's a wonder we all don't have something. From yeah, from that stuff. Yeah. I remember I, I was able to do this to Robert uh like a year or so ago. I, I was working with you and uh you, my hands were freezing. They were so cold. And you're like, I don't my hands don't get cold. And you had grabbed a hold of my hand and yours was actually warm. And I don't know why it was supernatural, but your yeah. hand was warm. And, um, I did that to Robert a couple of years ago. His hands were cold. And I was like, I don't know. My hands are warm. And I, I did it. And I, I look back and I, I've got a buddy that I work with, um, on the fire department and his dad was a roofer and, to see you guys still working as hard as you did, as long as you did, um, is just amazing to me. And how you guys, you just, you worked hard every single day. And I'm not talking about when they were young. I'm talking about when you were in your 50s and out there humping ladders and stacking ladders and climbing ladders and for a full day, you know, I, I look at that and that's, that's respect. Um, you don't see that that often anymore. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's a shame, but, uh, there's still people out there mm -hmm. though. You know, I, uh, I keep up with some of the, some of the window cleaners around the country on a website. I mean, there's still a lot of guys out there that, run out there and give it their all every day. And, and not just in the window cleaning business. Uh, take, for example, the, the man I work for at the Ace Hardware Store. He's a young man, two little kids and a wife. And uh, he does the same. You know, every morning he's in that store at 7 o'clock and he stays all day. Uh, but that's what it takes yeah. This is his first store, and that's what it takes. Successful store? Very, yeah. yeah. Doing very good. That's good. That's excellent. Well, you know what? I appreciate 
sitting down and and talking with you um, about this. This was this was great. It was important, and you know when we talked about looking back and and how your lessons are usually you figure them out later and later in life. And, you know, I just, I look back at your work and not only your work ethic, but how you and mom, um, built a relationship and built a family. And I really try to practice those things that I've watched you guys do. And, and so far, you know, knock on wood, they've been successful. And, um, and, I, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate the hard lessons that you taught me growing up. And it made me a better person. It made me able to see past, you know, difficulties. It, it helped me just put my head down and, and do the work. And that's, that's basically it, do the work. Um, and, and not look to bounce around and, you know, the lessons that you taught me and, and you probably don't even know you were doing them. Um, but I watched and, and they, they resonate and, um, and I appreciate that. And, uh, I appreciate you, um, being my dad and um, I appreciate us um, having this conversation. It was uh, it was great. It was great. It was. It yeah. was. And, and I got to add that uh, I couldn't be any more prouder than I am of you today. And your family. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Oh, um, like I did have something today, but maybe not. <laughs> no, I just kind of taking care of mom. There you go. There you I'm go. Aaron, get her up and try to get her something to eat. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for being on. I appreciate and uh, and I love you. Love you too. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Beyond Grit with your host, me, Robert Young. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell somebody about it. You can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms, and be sure to tune in every Wednesday for another exciting success story of somebody going beyond grit. Until then, take care.